Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. You know, not long ago in Phoenix, uh, this young man in 20 years old was riding down the interstate, and right before him there was a terrible crash. And the car that was in front of him that was in the crash burst into flames. And so in a minute of time, he decides to get out, run up to this car that's totally engulfed in flames, and begin to break windows and trying to open the door, and finally got it open. And because of that quick response, he saved the man driving the car. If he had awaited and thought about, well, I could get burned or this might not work out like I wanted to, that man would have perished. In the kingdom of God, responsive times are very important. Now, when my car, I have something wrong with it, I just call John Oberlin and say, John, I need to run out and you need to check my car. But there was a time when Joni and I and our boy was going down a mountain or up a mountain, I should say, and the car quit running, and John Oberlin wasn't there. This is about 45 years ago. And so here we are on the side of the mountain. You've heard me tell this before, and trucks are passing us by, and our car's just sitting there rocking on the edge, and we can see down thousands of feet. And the thought came to me, maybe you should pray. You ever had that thought? When all else fails, pray, right? Because it wouldn't start, couldn't get it done. So I remember laying hands on that hot radiator that had boiled over. And when I looked in, I couldn't see any water in it at all. Put the cab back on, went and got in the car and thought, well, I'll just try it. And when I hit the ignition, it ran to get us down that mountain. So there are times in our life where if we respond by faith, God helps us. The Bible says in Matthew, Jesus said these words, Verily I send you, I have not found so great a faith. In other words, this mountain, this man, this centurion had a servant that was sick. And what happened was, He came to the Lord instead of saying, Lord, come to my house. And Jesus said, I will go to your house. I will help you. He said, no, just speak the word. And you don't have to come. He said, I'm a man that has people under me. I have authority. And if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus said these words. He had not found so great a faith as that man had. And at that moment, his servant was healed. In the kingdom of God, responsive times are important. How many ever took an aspirin? Now, why did you take it? Because you had a headache. Or maybe somebody you was with might have gave you a headache, so you took it in advance. But we respond to things simply because of what we're going through. Isn't that true? But one of the sad parts is if you were hungry and you had a pocket full of money and you said, well, I'm hungry, but I don't have an answer. We know you have an answer, don't you? You have money in your pockets. You can buy some food. You can eat. Therefore, if you don't respond and you have money, it's your own problem. But how many knows there's times in our life where we don't have the answer? 
There are times you will not have the answer. It's called an impossibility. It's called something that cannot be taken care of in the normal things of life. And how you respond to that will determine whether you get a miracle or you don't get a miracle. Jesus is looking for people just like that man who recognizes who he is. And when they recognize that and stand for that, Jesus can do a miracle in your impossible situation. Because the Bible says, for some things are impossible with man, but all things are possible with God. In the book of Matthew, chapter 9, there was a man who was sick of palsy. And he was on a bed, and Jesus looks at that man, and he says to the man, Arise, take up your bed, and go or walk. Now, this man to that point could never do that. It was an impossibility. He had a sickness that had affected him in every way. But at the word of Jesus, the Bible said he gets up, and he takes his bed, and he walks totally healed by the power of God. Many times miracles are based on how you and I respond. How many believe the Bible's true? That's why we take offerings. It gives you a chance to get a miracle. Because the Bible said if you give, it'll be given to you. Press down good measure and running over, the Lord will give to you. Now we're all familiar, none of you won that big powerball. You invested in it, maybe. We're not going to have confession tonight, just relax. But, but, but people invest in that around the world, or especially around America, right? They were dreaming, even if the government takes half of it, I'll be rich. And so many people went to bed to pray and said to God, God, I'll share it with you if you let me win. Probably several million. And so God just let a sinner win it. Maybe. I don't know who won it. But to see people invest in things hoping that they'll come out better off than they were. And yet the Bible says when I give to God, he blesses me. He supplies my need. He makes a way when there's no way. He heals my body when it's an impossibility. And yet many people are afraid to stand upon the word of God. The Bible said, having done all to stand, stand, because we have a God tonight that's a miracle worker that will meet every need that you find impossible. How many wants to go to heaven? How many would go to heaven if you could just push a button right now and go? See, you don't have a button. That's your problem. And you can't push it. I don't have the button either. But how many knows if you live for God and you live for him and, and do what he wants you to do, that one day you will go to heaven. 
either by the way of death that has no sting and grave that has no victory, or maybe the rapture will happen in the twinkle of an eye, the church of Jesus Christ will be taken out of this world, and that's because we believe him that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am you might be also, and heaven is a place that we're going to stand on believing Jesus is going to give it to us. You know, a lot of people live this life and went to eternity saying there's no heaven or hell. But they became instant believers. And yet tonight, when it seems so impossible in our lives, just like that palsied man on that bed, he's laying there, he's helpless. He has no way to get off the bed. He has no way to just pick his bed up and walk. The only way his bed can be picked up is somebody would carry him on it. And yet at the word of Jesus, he rises off that bed. He begins to walk, takes that bed with him, totally healed by the power of God because he responds to what Jesus said, get up and walk. In the word of God, it's full of Jesus' words. Like, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Or like when the devil comes in, he'll raise up a standard. These are all promises in the word of God. The Bible said, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And one day you'll dwell in the house of the Lord. All of these are promises tonight. But they're not a promise for you and I unless we claim them, stand upon them, believe them, so they can be operative in our lives. In John chapter 5, we know about the one by the pool of Bethesda. That when the angels came down in trouble, could not get in. Could not get in. But when Jesus came by, things changed. And immediately this man gets a miracle because he responds to what Jesus said. 5,000 men not counting their wives and children. More than 10,000. We know that for a fact. They're hungry. And he said, we're going to feed them. Disciples said, we don't have anything. And he says, go gather it. And you hear this preached on all the time. And they get a boy's lunch. And they bring it to the Lord. And they say to him, what is that among so many people? But when they responded to him and went and got it, he's prayed over it, multiplied it. Everybody ate till they were full. And there was 12 baskets full left because they responded to what Jesus said. Faith requires response. Pastor John's been announcing this Sunday night we're having a breakthrough, right? How many knows this Sunday night there's a breakthrough? At 6 o'clock. If you got a need, it's a good place to come and be responsive and get in the atmosphere where miracles are being contended for. And when you get in that atmosphere, God comes and God moves and does great things. He's a miracle God. 
and he has a miracle for you if you respond to him and believe him. Just like the man at the pool believed and he was healed by the power of God. But one of the problems with faith is you got to believe and you got to do something many times. We, we do believe, I think, that God meets every need. How many believe God will meet every need you got? Is that why we worry? Is that why we walk around the house and say, how are we going to make it? They ain't enough money to pay the bills. And yet, the Bible says that God will meet every need you got. And when you honor him with the tithe and give offerings, he will make a way when there's no way. Like he requires fish to become coin carriers when it's tax time for Jesus and the disciples. They become what they could not be in themselves. And he says, catch the fish, and they caught fish all their lives, and yet these fish had enough money to pay their taxes. How many like to have a fish you can catch that pay your taxes? (laughs) Or how many would like to just bring God his tithe and give offering, and God bless you, and you have enough money to pay your taxes. See, God is true. His word will not pass away, and all things are possible if you and I will believe that. We have, uh, I have some friends here. I didn't get to invite or uh, introduce them to you, but it's, Pastor Jerry and Carol Lynn, they're from Kansas. That's the people I used, I've done many tent meetings for. I met them years and years and years ago when I preached in Phoenix, Arizona. They came into the church. They were part of that church and over the years, and, and we've seen miracles. It's not because... It's because we believe God and we contend for it. And when you contend for it, God will honor your faith. All things are possible if you believe and you respond. See, belief, you have to respond with faith. That's why the Bible says if you lay hands and pray for the sick, the Lord will heal them and raise them up. And we want the Lord to raise them up, but we don't want to lay hands on them. But see, sometimes it's the response on my part or the response on the person that needs a miracle. And so tonight, we need to become people that will respond and stand upon the Word of God and believe God that God's going to do a miracle in our impossible situation. That's why the Word For there's nothing impossible with God's there because God knows that we're facing impossible things in ourselves. We don't have the answer. We we can't overcome that thing. But the Bible said, for with God, all things are possible. When Jesus lives in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, there's no impossibilities because there's nothing too hard for God to do. Now, don't get excited about that. All things are possible if we believe. 
probably, when he said about the centurion he had not found so great a faith, I, I thought immediately of another person that had tremendous faith. He was a blind beggar. We've heard this preacher on. There were several blind people healed in the Bible. But this man, the Bible said, sit by the highway side begging. His name was Bartimaeus. And that's an outstanding miracle. I was thinking today, another outstanding miracle had to be him. Because the Bible described he had on a beggar's garment. And it was a custom in those days to take blind people out, set them at the gate so they could beg and get money so they could survive. I almost want to say something, but I'm... You know, like some of these politicians wants to give everybody free lunch. I didn't say who they were. You know what I mean? Everybody gets Social Security. Well, ain't enough money to pay the ones that's on it, but but that's what they're saying. And so here's a guy that's a beggar. How'd I get over there? I don't know. But here, let's go back to the place where the beggar is. He's sitting there crying out for alms. And the Bible says... Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And no doubt he had sat there and he'd heard the news traveling that Jesus was everywhere and people were getting healed and things were happening. And so he's sitting there one day and he hears a great crowd coming down the road. And when he hears the noise, he probably asks somebody, what's going on? And they said, Jesus is coming. But the Bible said he not just sit there and prayed that Jesus would stop by, but the Bible said he cried aloud, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible said many people were crying out, the crowd was crying out, and yet Jesus is tuned to people who need a miracle and believe he's their answer. That was the key. Many people need the miracle. Many people were crying, but this man cried out, believing that Jesus was his answer, and Jesus would heal him if he could get his attention. And the Bible said, Jesus stopped and said, bring him to me. Now, this is a great part of this miracle. The Bible said he took off his beggar's garment and cast it away. He's still blind. He still isn't being brought to Jesus yet. But when Jesus said, bring him to me, he said, this is my miracle right here. I'm not going to need this beggar's garment anymore. I'm believing God. I'm going to get healed today. And the Bible said, when they brought him to Jesus, Jesus healed him. And no longer was he a beggar that was blind. He was totally whole because he tapped into the power of God. In our building tonight, there are all kinds of needs. That's why we have breakthrough. Because people have all kinds of needs. Not just physical, but they have emotional and all kinds of needs. And so there's a service set aside where you can come and whatever your need is, you can touch God. And people are here to pray with you and believe with you that you can have that need met. I've heard people say, if it be the Lord's will, he'll do it. Well, if it's the Lord's will, he's waiting for you to come and believe. He's waiting for you and I to reach out and touch his garment like that little lady did. He wants you and I to cry out, have mercy on us. 
He wants you and I to be like that centurion who said, just speak the word and it'll happen. And so tonight, God has a miracle for you. He has something that'll take the impossibility and make it possible. He's a God that can turn things around if you and I believe. But we have to reach out and not be moved by what's happening to us, but reach out and be moved by who Jesus is and how he can change our situation. I was thinking about something. If all of us knew that if we could get $100 and throw it in the offering this Sunday and have 1000 before the week's over, I bet we'd all throw in $100. I'm not promising you're going to get it because you've got to have faith. And I don't have faith for you. Yes, I do, a little bit. But no. Anyway, but we always want guarantees, and yet we have a guarantee that God says given will be given. Press down, good measure, and running over will the Lord give to you. He will bless you. He will give you a better job. He can give you a raise. He can keep the lights on. He can keep the roof from leaking. He can do anything if we believe. And he's waiting for us to reach out by faith and say like the centurion said, just speak the word, Lord, I believe for a miracle. Just speak that word, and I found your word being spoken in the word. Therefore, I'm standing upon it, and I'm going to receive a miracle because you're a God that wants me to have a miracle in that situation. Johnny and I were talking one day, and I said, how do we ever pay the bills on what we made? It was a miracle. Because you can't pay more bills and owe more money and pay them if you don't have the money, unless God's helping you. I said, unless God's helping you. How do you go and preach a revival and and not even get a love offering or enough to pay for your gas and get home. Well, God helps you. That's how you do it. Because God is the God of the impossible. I remember our tires were ready to go flat, and a doctor's wife bought us two recaps. For you pups, these new people, you don't know where the recap is. You think it's some drink, they put the cap back on it. But it's the tires, they used to recap them. And the only problem is you could be driving down the road and the recap stays and you keep going on. But God always made a way. I said he's a God that always made a way. And so tonight as I share with you, I want to encourage you to not be moved by your situation, but be moved by whom you serve. The Bible said he is able. Say that, he's able. To do exceedingly above all that I could ask or think, but according to the power that's in me. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. When he's in you, nothing's impossible. When he's in you, you're more than to conquer. When he's in you, you can have health. When he's in you, you can be blessed beyond all you ever dreamed. So tonight, by faith, we need to believe him. 
You know what my biggest joy would be to see? How many's ever been to a ball game? Raise your hands. My joy would see you act at church like you do at a ball game. You ever seen these people go to these wrestling matches or watch them? When I was a boy, my dad took me to a wrestling match. It was happening at the high school. And here I was, I was just a young kid, and people are crazy at wrestling matches, even though they're phony. And man, they're, they're, they're doing headlocks as they're sitting there. They're elbowing, they're helping them guys. People get excited at the craziest things. Yard sales. That's the most dangerous thing you can be involved in today is have a yard sale because when you open your garage door, 500 women are going to fight over one thing. After Christmas, I was with my sister and she wanted to buy some ribbon for the next year for Christmas. My theory is I don't know if I'm going to be alive and I'm not going to buy ribbon for somebody else. But she had me lined up with a cart. I've shared this here. She had me lined up with the cart. And this place was open. I'm looking. I mean, I'm surrounded by women with carts. And they don't have brakes on them. And Carolyn's there. She said, come on, we're going to go. And I said, no, you go. I'll meet you inside. That poor guy that opened the door to J.C. Penney's that morning, it's a miracle he's still alive. You get 100 people coming with the grocery cart at you, and they're all fighting. And then you get inside, they leave the grocery cart, and they run. Oh, do you remember? I've seen you guys on Black Friday. I was in line with you. Remember that at that time? People go crazy over things. But here we are in church, can be in the presence of God. We know that God inhabits our praise. That's what he said. He dwells in our praise, inhabits it. And when we come here, whether it's going to be this Sunday morning or Sunday night, we ought to come in here and be as fanatical for Jesus as we are for the diamondbacks. Are the cardinals? And create an arena where God will come in power. I'll tell you, when you get in the crowds praising and worship, the power of God falls on that place. And people's lives are transformed. Sinners get saved. Backsliders come home. People with sicknesses can get healed. And things begin to change because of the presence of God. You and I have the ability by praising him, create an arena where he will dwell. The miracles I talked about, the centurion, he came to the Lord. Even though the Lord said, I'll go with you, he just said, speak the word. But he came to the Lord. The man sick of palsy, when Jesus said, get up, he got up and believed him. Even though he was never able to get up, he got up and took his bed and walked. The man at the pool believed and received a miracle. Bartimaeus believed 
and cried out to Jesus and threw away his garment knowing that Jesus was going to give him a miracle. Tonight, God has a miracle for you. And he has a miracle for us. This is a time, I believe, when God's going to save people. I believe sinners can come in. How many believe God wants to save sinners? And you and I, I believe every one of us can win somebody to Jesus. Not just bring them to church, but win them to the Lord and stick with them and encourage them and see them grow in him. I believe all of us, that's what he can do through our lives. You believe that? I believe you can lay hands on the sick. You can be around somebody and say, well, let me pray for you. And you can pray and God can do a miracle. I believe you can have a need and give, and God will give it back to you and give you a miracle. Tonight, we need to purpose in our hearts to believe God and stand on God and believe God's going to do a miracle in our lives. Let's bow our heads together. Everybody here that's born again is a miracle. The Bible said when we're born again, our sins are forgiven and we receive eternal life. Old things are passed away and all things become new. That all happened because we believe Jesus died for us, that he was the son of God, and we asked him to come in our life, and he did and forgave us of our sins. This place has people in it over the years, have sacrificed and given to the kingdom of God, and they can give you testimony after testimony how they didn't know how they was going to make it, and God made a way for them. Gave them money from places they never dreamed it would come from because he's a God of miracles. We have seen people healed and transformed by his power. Tonight, God has a miracle for you, but I want to encourage you something. Just like Bartimaeus believed and the man sick of the palsy jumped off his bed and took and left, you and I need to have that kind of faith. If you're here tonight and you've never been born again, you've never let Christ come in your life, not if, I'm not asking if you prayed before. I'm saying you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to tell you he died for you. And every sin you've ever committed, he wants to forgive tonight. And you would lift your hand and say, pray for me. I'm not right with God. I'm not born again. Anybody across this building, pray for me tonight. How many people here you just simply say, you know what? I want to have faith to receive the miracle power of God in my life and through my life. And I want to be blessed and trust him. And you lift your hand and say, that's who I am tonight. I want to do that. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm going to pray that God will help us tonight, but I want to encourage you, Sunday night, this Sunday night, we're going to have a service here, and we're believing for outstanding miracles. We challenge you to come, bring your impossible situation. I challenge you to come and bring somebody you need a miracle of healing or other miracles in their life, and let's believe God for great and mighty things. But pray with me this prayer. Say, Lord, I believe you. Your word is true. And there's nothing impossible. And I pray you would help me not carry something that I'm to give to you. 
but to believe you for a total miracle in that thing in my life. I'm believing that you're going to bless me and heal me and use me. And so I surrender to you tonight, believing that your destiny can be fulfilled through and in my life. And I promise you this, that I'll give all the glory and all the praise to you, Jesus, for it's in your name, that name above every name, that power in that name, that deliverance in that name, healing in that name, blessing in that name. And I totally believe it, that that's for my life. And I thank you in advance for all you're going to do in Jesus' name. Now, we're going to open, listen, we're going to open the altar up in a minute, and the prayer people are going to come and pray with you. Let me say something to you. Come and be specific, specific. Don't just come, generally. come and say, you know what, I'm going to trust God to bless me. Maybe that's it. Or I'm going to trust God to heal me. Or I'm going to trust God, whatever it is. Come and tell them and believe when they pray for you, it's going to happen. That when you leave this place, you're going to leave different than when you came in. And so I want the prayer people to come that's going to be ministering up here. And we want you to feel free to come. And they're here to pray for you and to believe God with you. And you can leave this place touched by the power of God. Lord, bless us as we leave in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.